This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Let's get ready to podcast! The Shark MMA Show. Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. Today we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the Click the Support button found at anchor.fm slash show, And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com. And paperback version only on barnesandnoble.com. And hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorto. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on amazon.com and paperback format on both amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. And a hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. All right, guys. You can keep up to date and see what's going to happen with the show by following us on our social media pages. You can follow us on Facebook at Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark with a C and not a K. And that's on Twitter at Mark BJJ Fighter. Again, that's Mark with a C and not a K. And of course on Instagram at Mark underscore Retorto. That's Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Retorto. R-I-T-O-R-T-O. Keep up to date and follow us. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.marktheshark.mmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website. Sign up 
take advantage of the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and be have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere. Check it out. www.marktheshark.mmashow.com All right, everybody, we're back on the Mark the Shark MMA show. Today, we got Zane back. <laughs> I haven't seen Zane in a very long time. I've been talking to people about you. I'm like, yeah, I got this other guy, Zane. He comes on, but he, I don't know. He has been around a while. Well, anyway, we're here to discuss the upcoming uh, UFC 262, which starts not this Saturday, following Saturday, the main card featuring... Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. What I'm glad to see is that Zane and I both called this, that this, this should be the matchup for the contender to fight for the belt. And I remember this specifically that we said that this would be, this should be one of the determining um, factors. And actually, this is for the belt. This one was checking it on. I thought it was going to be the winner of these would fight like either uh what's his name dustin portier or connor for the belt but this is actually for the belt i just realized that wow now uh we'll get into who we think's gonna win that next but you got some other you got some other good fights here i mean you got edson barbosa you got Benil Darnush, Benil Darush versus Tony Ferguson. I mean, I don't know which one you want to start out with that's on the main event. Uh, which one do you want to start with, Sal? I don't even see any prelim schedule for this. Unless they left this out on the website. Maybe they didn't break it up. Well, Mark, I got a, I got a question for you. What was the reason why they made this for the belt? I don't know. I don't know the particular uh, reasoning behind it, right? Because I think so. I didn't watch it. I know um, Chael, Chael was talking about Dustin Poirier giving up fighting for the belt for the fight Connor. Now I thought I didn't watch the video, so I just assumed that he meant like. He put it on hold because he wanted to fight Connor because he knows it's a money fight. Uh, Does it have anything? I'm assuming, I'm assuming they offered it to him and he turned it down. But I mean, because Chandler just like flew right in there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's multiple time world champion Bellator, but uh, I'm sure there's other people that are pretty pissed off about that, like J Justin. Right, Gagey, he was one. Um, he beat Ferguson, uh, but then he who did he fight last that he lost to? Well, we knew that Khabib. We know that Khabib has the one has yeah. the one fifty five pound title, and then he retired. And then he retired. So that's how it became vacant, right? right? Now, I think it's just been vacant for a while. But the thing is, then they, I guess, decided, okay, we're gonna have a fight between. Poirier and Connor, 
and then that was supposed to be, uh, or well, who did no no who did Poirier beat, and then he was awarded the title. That was uh, it wasn't Holloway. Con- that was Holloway. That was before. Right. So it was. So he beat Holloway, and then he became the title winner. Is that correct? He was an interim title holder. Yeah, but I don't remember what happened after that. Well, anyway, I, let's just get to the fight picks because. <laughs> well, I, my thing is, trying to figure it out. I think when he beat Connor, in, in in general, the UFC doesn't have any like clear set rankings. I mean, they got guys that haven't fought in years still in the top five in, in, in these weight divisions, which makes no sense. So, they, I think they, they just do whatever they want. They do whatever they want. There's no rhyme or reason for why they do things. Well, I think it's a combination of popularity and. It's whoever whoever's gonna draw the money. It's yeah. Right. I think it it is also a money thing too. Um, but I think that uh, Chandler and Oliveira. I can't. No. Wait. Let's go. Let's go to the ones before that. Like, what do you think? Let's start with Edson Barboza. Barboza, he's another favorite of mine, but he hasn't really beaten any of the big, you know, top guys. Uh, you yeah. know, he's his his even though he's amazing to watch i i really like to see him fight i love his kicks uh yeah. i still i still put him there uh, as as a top 10 fighter it's just that uh he hasn't beaten any of the you know really top guys yeah he's down at lightweight now he came off his last but, fight he won the two prior to that he lo- he lost three in a row well, it's not, it's not lightweight. That's when he went up in weight class and then he decided to go back down or whatever. Right. Um, he's, a, he's at featherweight. He's at 145. Now he's at 155, bro. Well, no, it says that this fight is at 145. That's not what I'm seeing. Could be it's, wrong, but that's what it says here on his weight thing. Well, no. It, whatever. It, I mean, I don't know, because the other guy... You gotta yeah, look on the site. You might, you might be right because the other guy they got a one forty. Maybe when they put their weights on, maybe they're putting. I don't know. Whatever. No, it's just that I don't know too much about Shane. This particular uh, fight, it's at one forty. Is it? Yeah. If you go to UFC. Oh, I'm using MMA Junkie. I know he may have fought at lightweight for a while, but if you go to UFC two sixty two and you look at the at the uh, weight. Okay. All right. So anyway, he's right now at featherweight. So maybe because he hasn't really done that well. So maybe, yeah, that's what I think he did. He might be really, really good at this weight, but maybe not. Maybe he's, you know, he was already ripped and light, but maybe he's able to get a little bit lighter and maybe he'll be the bigger guy. Yeah. Now the other guy, Shane, he just lost this fight to Josh Emmett. But prior to that, he won three in a row. Now he's 13 and two. Barboza is 21 and nine. Um, I'm always going to lean towards Barboza against a guy who's not well, well known. Yeah, I'm going to go Barboza. with Barboza too. Yeah, I would choose him. And then you got Caitlin Kukahangan. Which I'm probably going to go with only because she's part of the Danaher Death Squad. She's a Henzo Gracie affiliate. Chains with Danaher. I really don't know much about Vivian. Uh, she's got 10 wins, two losses. 
whereas Caitlin's got 15 wins, four losses, so she's got more experience. Well, she and did. She beat Cynthia Calvillo. Vivian beat Roxanne Modafferi. And so, she beat the champ, Shomenko's sister. Yeah, but the sister I don't think is uh, as sister. good as the champ. She's not as good as a sister, but her sister was a world champion kickboxer, dude. She's no joke either. She's just not as good as her no, sister. No, I, I understand, but uh, if I had to guess... I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna. I'm, I'm gonna say this: If it goes to the ground, Caitlin's gonna win. That that's that's just it. I mean, she teams with Gordon Ryan and, and, and that whole that's up. So if she if it goes to the ground, I'm gonna give it to her. I don't know. I've I have seen high ranked jujitsu people lose, but I've seen Caitlin. She's good. I haven't seen much of Vivian, but. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess on this one. I'm guessing that uh, Vivian takes it. I'm just going out of my comfort zone. I'm I'm gonna choose Vivian on this one. Yeah, she's got a little bit more experience too. And then Jack versus Edmund. See now this. Oh man, that guy Jack. I'm like, who the hell's Jack? But then and then I just realized that guy's got. Wicked submissions, dude. <laughs> it's like he—he's like the guy that just like does some weird shit and then he gets you and stuff. He's—he uh, beat Kelvin. He beat—he uh, just lost to Marvin Vittori recently, but he beat uh, Souza, uh, which I believe that's Jacare Souza. Yeah, he beat Jacare. Uh. He beat David Branch. He everybody he's beat so far, I know is a really good jujitsu guy. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, it's twenty-one wins, six losses. It's a pretty good record. And then Edmund, uh, he doesn't look familiar to me. He he lost to Derek Brunson. He's coming off a loss. That's what I'm saying. So based on who these people beat, I'm, I'm going with Jack, bro, because he's a wicked dude, man. He's he's wild, dude. When he fights, he gets I mean, that's why I'm he's going to weird, dude. Like when he he go, he gets like these weird submissions out of anywhere. Like and he's got some he's got some wins by TKO too. So he he can knock he can hurt you, knock you out or choke the shit out of you. Uh, Edmund doesn't. It's weird. A lot of his fights, I think, were a lot of the out of the seeks. Um, I mean, he does have some wins by submission too, so we'll see. I'm gonna go with Jack on this one, and then you got the next one, which is Ferguson versus uh, Darouche. Now, here's my take on it. I don't think I don't think Tony's gonna win this, and this is, this is my reason why. I don't think he's recovered from that beating he took <laughs> um, from from Justin Gagey. I I I just don't see it. Give credit, give credit what credit to do. That guy can take a beating. Like I think if the ref 
if if it was not against the rules, he would fight till he was literally dead. That's just how tough he is. You have to kill him to stop him, which is very few fighters like that. And I, I mean, he lost Oliveira and Justin. I mean, this is he went like from winning like eight or nine fights in a row to losing his last two. And I think part of the, the reason we'll see if Oliveira wins the belt. I mean, he's mad. I just saw actually, I actually just saw this fight. I missed it when it when it was happening. Him and Oliveira, but I saw it on YouTube last night, and. He got smashed by Oliveira, but I, there were. It could it be that Oliveira was that good? Could be, but could it be that he didn't really recover that much from the KG fight? I mean, that the guy put a beating on him, dude. Uh, it reminds me of the old days when like Dan Severn first fought uh, Taktara, whatever that Russian dude was. Remember those beatings those guys would take? He was out fighting a guy that weighed about like forty pounds, and he had the blood coming down. Back in the day, where they didn't wipe the blood off you, <laughs> they, just let, they just let the blood sit there in your eyeballs, and they didn't reset you like they do now. Back in the old days, but that—that's my opinion. Now, if that—if he had not fought Justin, I would give it to Tony. Right now, on the ground. I really don't, as good as Ferguson is with his um, his unorthodox ways of getting the Darce jokes, I, I think Darush is better only because I've seen him compete against Kron Gracie as a brown belt when Kron was a black belt and he gave Kron a very, very hard time. Um, Stand-up wise, if this doesn't go to the ground, Although the Roosh has been showing knockout power, right? I think he's won his last like three or four fights by knockout. If I'm not mistaken. One, two, three. He got the last three were by TKO or knockout, right? Well, one was a split decision, but he punched the shit out of the guy. You know, he's got he's he's getting better, but stand-up wise, if I would kind of give it to Ferguson. But I just don't know if he can take another beating like that again. I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this one? I, I do agree uh, with a decent amount of what you said. I, I think that Tony is great, but I think that once he got to certain fighters who I just think are better, like I always, uh, like with the Tony Ferguson and Gaethje fight, I had no idea that Gaethje was going to, has improved that much and chose to be that uh, careful, not just go in there, rock them, sock them, robots. Tony, uh, uh, Tony got eaten up by Gaethje because Gaethje just chose to be a true champion. He chose to fight better on the level of a champion. So I think that's the reason why he lost that fight. I think that Tony didn't even realize that Gaethje was going to fight that good. Now, Oliveira, I still feel that Oliveira is that good. I've always seen Oliveira just the same exact way he's always been. When he fought Tony, he was always that way. He just got better and better and better. And I think that he's, uh, I think he won it because he was better. Now, maybe would Tony have done a little bit better 
if he didn't get eaten up by Gaethje and, you know, knocked around so much, maybe. But I still think that Charles Oliveira was, you know, he, he was able to handle all, the, all of the unorthodox and power just by being uh, good, just by being that good. Um, I would say Darnoosh. I think Darnoosh is going to win for a lot of those reasons that you just said. The guy is tough as nails. He's gotten better. And I think that, yeah, Tony, you know, kind of got a little bit of the win taken out of his sails because he lost against two great fighters. And Darnoosh is up and coming. And Darnoosh is, just seems to be getting better and better. Yeah, I, I think if – if I'm going to give an award out. I don't think there is an award out there. But if, if I were to have a pick and give out the Shark Award for the most improved MMA fighter – the, the uh, Benel Darush, he would get it. I mean, I've always seen him fight, but there was never like, you know, big talks about him. You know, he's been in the UFC for a very long time. And now he's just racked up the win streak, man. You know, but now let's get to the main event. Now, I'm going to say who I want to win. I want Oliveira to win. Um, I like Chandler. And I, I know because I've seen, I followed him on Bellator um, a lot prior to them spinning off, going on different networks. I can't keep up with them. They keep going to different networks, which is another topic that pisses me off. Chandler is tough as they come. He's another guy that, that's, that you got to kind of kill to get rid of. He's got good wrestling. And he's got knockout power. But I think Oliveira will win. I want him to win. And these are the reasons why I think he can win. Out of everybody that you've seen in, in the UFC, out of all great – he's not – I mean, I could be wrong. I'll double check. I, I'm too lazy to check now, but – I don't think Oliveira's ever won a world jiu-jitsu title. But the guy, in terms of MMA, I can't think of anybody in the last five or six years that can pull submissions off their back consistently like he does at all. Hey, you can't, right? I mean, occasionally Ferguson will get like a world, you know, roll into a dark choke. This guy can get you anywhere off his back. He's got the triangle chokes. He's got the arm bars. He's got great guillotines. Uh, he's got his tie. He's got a very unorthodox tie fighting style. He's very loose and goosey. He's not tight and, you know, fixed. Um, the only thing that I think is missing from Oliveira that Chandler's got is knockout power. That that's the only thing that I, I think that he's missing. If you look at Oliveira's record, I mean he does have some wins by knockout, but I would say 90% of his wins are by submissions, you know, because he's just that good off his back. And if he if he mounts you, forget about it. You're you're going, he can take your arm, he can take the choke. I mean, he, he can do anything once he gets you to the ground, you know. Uh, now, when you go to Chandler, all he's got a lot. I mean, I'll count his knockouts. You get one, two, 
three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. His last three fights he won by knockout, including a former UFC champion, Ben Anderson. So, I mean, that's the only thing that separates him. Whereas one's a knockout artist, the other guy is a submission artist, but the submission artist, unlike the other Brazilian jiu-jitsu experts, can actually fight standing up, right? Chandler, and the thing that he has also over Chandler is that he can kick and he's got the reach. Chandler's a fucking midget, bro. He mentioned a kick my ass, but he's a fucking midget, right? He, he doesn't have those kicks. And if he does kick, it's going to be like those one-shot tie kicks that he can't follow up, you know. Whereas the other guy, you know, Oliveira, he can follow up. He's loose and goosey, you know. He can follow. He could probably, if he wanted to, he could probably throw a double round kick if he wanted to land it in a fight, you know. But that That's my opinion. I just want to hear what, what your take is on that. I think that Dan Hooker should have beaten him, but I think that Hooker was way too tentative and he should have, uh, you know, he didn't have his hands up the right way. He was kind of uh, standing up straight and backing up. I think that Charles Oliveira, uh, especially now that we got a chance to see how Chandler was going to do in the ring uh, with the nerves of having his first fight. And now he's even, more on, you know, heading in clouds, thinking that he's, you know, that good. I don't see Michael Chandler being a world champion like some people have been in the past, especially like Khabib. I think that Charles Oliveira is going to get him. I think that Charles Oliveira is going to stay chin down, hands up. He's going to stay tight. He's going to wait for his right moment. He's going to enter and he's going to, they're going to clinch. And if it does go to the ground, I think that Chandler's going to be really, really strong. He's going to be hammering away, but I think that Oliveira is going to be safe and he's going to eventually, like you were talking about, he might uh, tired out Chandler, even though he's got a lot of power and he's got a lot of cardio. I think that Charles Oliveira will, will slice and dice him, uh, take his time, just like he did with Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson is known to have a lot of power and he's known to be fast. I mean, he's known to be, uh, wild and you have to watch out for him. But I think that Charles Oliveira is going to, is going to beat Chandler similar to the way he beat Tony or maybe even faster. Yeah. And one thing I like to note with Oliveira's got with combined wins and losses, it's got 38 fights, man. That's a lot. I mean, Chandler's only got 27. I mean, but I, I think the fact that, a lot of the fights for Oliveira ended in submission. They weren't like ring wars. Chandler's been in some ring. He's got. He's known for being in some bloody championships fights. He'd been in some messy fights with two times with uh, what's his name, Eddie Alvarez. I mean, they were, I think one time one guy knocked the other guy out. The other time the other guy knocked knocked the other out. So, um, he's hey, not. Punch, he's not as punch drunk. Like an easy to knock out as. Like Alvarez, I think if you tag him right now, because he's been knocked out a few times, he won't be able to take it. Uh, Chandler, I think, can still take it. I think that... I think Chandler's not going to let this go to the ground, though. 
I don't. I think he's going to prefer to stand up. So we'll see. I, I don't know. I just think Oliveira's kickboxing skills are too much. Will be too much for Shanley. Uh, but you never know. It's a fight. I like both guys. You know. So I'm excited. It's not I like think, <coughs> this old man's not going in there. I think that Oliveira, uh, he has. He has prepared himself for what Michael Chandler is going to try and bring. Uh, heavy hands, uh, you know, speed, aggressiveness. And, he, I, you know, I don't think that Charles Oliveira is, is timid. I think that he's just smart. I think that he, the way he approaches uh, those types of fighters, I think he'll be very smart. I think he'll, be, he'll choose when he's going to enter much better. I think that he's going to be able to avoid all those uh, big bombs by not being up against the cage, running away. Uh, Hooker, he gave him way too many opportunities. He was kind of on his bicycle. I don't think that Charles Oliveira is going to do that. I think he's going to be smart here. I think he has a lot of experience, uh, maybe not with uh, fighters that had as much power, but fighters that were close to that. So I think he's going to be, I think he's going to do well. Now, I could be totally wrong. You know, maybe he, gets, he, he does really well, but then he gets hit with a big shot and he's done. And maybe Chandler has that much power. And maybe Charles Oliveira, you know, might have loosened up when he shouldn't have. I don't know. But I still, if I had to, if I had to wager a bet on it, it's going to be Charles Oliveira. All right. All right, guys, you heard it. You heard the analysis from Zane and the Shark. All right, guys, we'll be back after, uh, after we'll be back after a few brief messages. Hi everyone, this is Mark the Shark with Twitter, sending a message to all the fans out there. If you enjoy this podcast, please help support it by making a small donation. It could be anywhere from a dollar, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine. It could even be a monthly donation. Any amount is appreciated. To donate to this money to this podcast, go to www.markthesharkmmashow.com. Again. That's www.markthesharkmmshow.com. Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Enjoy the show. guys we're at the end of our show this is mark retorto i'm signing off and don't forget to follow us on our facebook page it's called the mark the shark mma show and it's mark with a c not a k and also feel free to leave us messages by using the anchor app and also don't forget if you look in a mood for a good action thriller book to buy my book called the cabal the saga begins it's available on amazon and barnesandnoble.com and if you need a good book for your kid get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes and & Noble and Amazon.com Alright guys I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week Thank you <laughs>